Welcome to the Get Out There and Get Known podcast. Join Pam Perry, veteran PR strategist, Emmy award-winning producer and publisher of Speakers Magazine, who will show you how to crack the code in getting out there to get known. Each week, she either interviews her media friends, PR colleagues, or she just goes solo, offering you strategies on publicity, publishing, and platform building. So listen up to hear how to get booked on media places and on superstar stages. Now, here's your host, Pam Perry. Hey, this is Pam Perry. Thank you so much for joining me today. I'm excited because I have someone here that I just love and adore, and she has something she wants to share with you brand new. We're going to talk about how to be your own boss and succeed. And she has this book. It is a best-selling book, and it is revised for today, uh, pandemic, uh, post-pandemic, I guess you would say, in terms of what is going on in the world and how people are making that digital pivot. But before I bring up Melinda Emerson, I just want to tell you a quick story of how I met and knew Melinda. Probably a lot of people know her as Small Biz Lady. That's her moniker. That's her brand. And she is always on brand. She has millions of people following her all over social media, primarily Twitter. So she did a tweet chat years ago. And that's how I met her on Twitter. Had an opportunity to meet her a couple of times. She has two books. This is like a, another book that she um, is revising. She did Fix Your Business as well. But I met her in Detroit. But she's from the East Coast, the P- Pennsylvania, I want to say Philadelphia area. And she is amazing. Amazing. So take notes on this because Melinda is like a machine gun when it comes to giving out information. Her blog is amazing, MelindaEmerson.com. All the things that she does, she's so deliberate with it. She's even good at TikTok, and I've been noticing that as well. So she is a social media ninja. So with that, I want to bring up Melinda Emerson. Yay! Thank you so much for having me. I didn't know you were spying on me on TikTok. You know, that's something new we've been doing. But um, no, I'm always anywhere I can go to help people learn how to run a successful small business. I'm willing to go there. So TikTok, I, I said, I'm not going to dance for you, but I'm going to give y'all the information. You know, but yes, uh, it is good. Even like the revealing of the unboxing, you and your son were doing the unboxing. I just thought that was cute because I've known him since he was little, little. So now he's like grown and, and, you know, like teenager. And I'm like, oh my goodness, he is like part of your social media stardom. (laughs) No, he's got his own fans. You know what I mean? Like people, people protest if I don't put pictures of my son on online. It's really funny. So, so tell us about um, be your own boss. uh, How to be your own boss? How it? I want people to know about the story, how it came about. Okay, you you had the book, and you were going to like, I'm going to write this book, and then all of a sudden, I think it was Adams Media gave us, you know, kind of like gave you a proposition, and that doesn't happen often. I let people know about book publishing and that sort of thing. I always tell people who are just starting out, self publish your book see how it does. And then maybe you'll get picked up by a publisher because it's just really competitive now. People only want people who have a platform built. So kind of tell people how you started your journey in the publishing field. Well, I have to tell you, I decided to become a small business expert because I realized that I would have run my business better if I had had better advice. But back when I started my business in 1999, there wasn't anyone out here in the media really telling people how to start a successful business. You know, Susie Orman was out here. Gene Chasky was out here talking about finance, but there really wasn't a lot of people talking about business and specifically how to turn your idea into money. And so I decided that I was going to put myself in charge of ending small business failure. That was my my big, big mission. And it still is. But I wasn't 100% sure how to do it. And I joined the National Speakers Association. And everyone there was like, look, if you want to be taken seriously as an expert, you got to write a book. As a matter of fact, you got to write a book, good book. And if you're really doing it, you can get somebody to pay you to write the book. They was like, that is the penultimate. And so I was like, okay, well, I have a journalism degree undergrad. So I was like, okay, I can write a book. But then I realized, okay, what am I going to do? Well, I ended up getting pregnant with my son, being on bed rest for six months. And I was on bed rest 
prior to Wi-Fi being in everybody's house. So you guys need to understand, I got sent home and all I had was a you know Palm 3 cell phone trying to look, run my life. And you can imagine <laughs> it did not run so well. If you know what a Palm 3 phone is, anyhow, um, I started taking all these notes about all the expensive lessons I had learned in business. And they became sort of like the outline and shell of the first few chapters of my book. And I was very fortunate because, Pam, as you said, I didn't have a book agent. I didn't even have a book proposal. Let me tell you, I had four chapters, a table of contents, and a media kit about myself. And I ended up on the phone one day with a book editor, like completely circumstantially. I ended up on the phone with this wonderful man and he was like, well, who's publishing your book? And I said, well, um, no, nobody's really publishing it yet. You know, I, I was thinking about self-publishing and he was like, yeah, okay. He was like, send me what you got and I'll mm -hmm. let you know what I think of your little book. That's what he told me. And this was like Thanksgiving of 2007. And I, you know, I made, you know, I cleaned it up a little bit and send it to him. And I didn't hear anything. And then all of a sudden, January 4th, 2008, he called and he said, I like your four chapters. Do you have anything else? Ooh. I would like to pitch you to the publishing board at Adams Media and publish this book. And literally, I had three more chapters, but they was rough. And so I had to call in my sister friends from the journalism world to clean them up for me so they would be fit to send. And we did. And that March, they gave me a book contract. My book was due September 1st, 2008. And it was going to come out in 2009. Well, you remember what happened about September 14th, 2008. People's 401ks became 10Ks when the market crashed and all these people were getting laid off from corporate America. And Adams called me up and they said, listen, thank you so much for being a first time author that actually turned your booking on time. But we don't think anyone's thinking about entrepreneurship right now with all these people losing their jobs. We don't think anyone's thinking about entrepreneurship. And we're going to shelf your book until March of 2010. So they wow. bumped my book by 18 months. And that was devastating to me at the time because I was like, what are you talking? You know, mind you, I had a whole other company that I had wound down thinking I'm about to go on this big national book tour. I'm going to become America's number one small business expert. No, that is not what happened. I had to go back to doing videos to, to get some income into my household. And literally, a friend of mine, another friend of mine in NSA, when I told my sad story, what happened to me, she was like, look, if I were you, I would hire a publicist and start publicizing that book like it's coming out anyway. Matter of fact, I, I would try to figure out this new social media thing because I think it's going to be big. That's what that's what uh, Laura Stack said to me. And I was like, you know, you got to remember in 2008, Twitter was one year old. So 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 get in your time machine with me and go back to what that was like. And I remember being like social media. Ugh. I don't know. Do I feel like learning something new? You know? And so I, I called this woman. I, I ended up hiring her to help me. And as much as somebody could know about social media at the time, she did. And she said, oh, my God, you mean we got 18 months to build your author platform? Then wait, stop. Stop right there. 18 months. 18 months to build your author platform. That is gold. You hear yeah. me? The, the whole part of how you got on the phone with the with the publisher, that was just even like just God right there, divine. But yeah. to say that you have 18 months to build your author platform, so many times, and as a publicist, I will get an author who will reach out to me at the most like a month before the book is coming out. I need some help. Or they think they're really good by three months. Oh, I've got a book coming out in three months. Mm -mm. They don't have anything together. Like at least you had like a, a press, a media kid, and you had all these different things. They didn't even have but that. I have, but I didn't have a blog. I didn't have an email list. I mean, when Adams picked up my book, I had nothing. I had literally I, I had my brand reputation from running my business and I had been in business at that time, maybe seven or eight years. But I, you know, so I had won some awards and had some media features, but I didn't have, I didn't have any of the stuff. Like when I think about it now, they never should have gave me a book deal based upon we know about 
what it what it takes to get deals now. Like when I tell that story, people are always like, really? Like I, literally, I did not have an agent. I didn't have a book proposal. I had an idea and I had some chapters and I was a decent enough writer that they kind of said, well, you know, maybe she could do this thing. And then I the book wasn't coming out. Then it was like, okay, what are we going to do? And so when I hooked up with this woman, her name is Kathy Larkin. And she was like, look, we got 18 months to build your author platform, and I know how we're going to do it. And I was like, well, how are we going to do it? And she said, we're going to go out on Twitter and build your brand. And I lied to you not, Pam. I said, what is Twitter? Twitter. <laughs> I, I li- like, I literally didn't know what she was talking about. And so she was like, don't worry about it. I'm going to teach you how to use it. So she taught me for maybe about a week or two how to use Twitter. And I was like, okay, I guess I could try this. So finally, the day came for me to get my own Twitter account. So I'm on the phone in front of my computer. She's on the phone in front of her computer. I go to Twitter.com and I put in Melinda Emerson. Too long. No, the name was already taken. (gasps) My name was already taken on Twitter. And I was like, you talking about? I've never met any other like Melinda Emerson in my whole life. Well, we now know that there's actually seven Melinda Emersons in the U.S., but I'm the only brown one, and I own MelindaEmerson.com, and they all know who I am because I'm the first 21 pages when you Google that name. But anyway, my point simply is that we had to come up with a nickname for me, and so I'm on the phone with Kathy, and I was like, well, a nickname? You mean like Mindy or Melly Mel or something? <laughs> and she said, no, you're not a rapper. I'm not going to give you a name like that. Like, what are you talking about? Like, we got to give you a name that tells people who you are and what you do. And so I was like, like what? You know, and she started kicking some names around. And finally she said, how about small biz lady? That's what you do. Boom. And that was like, and then I said, all right, I can be her. I can, I can be her. So literally I became small biz lady. We now know fast forward 11, 12 years, that was the best branding accident that could have ever happened to me. Because think about it. There are thousands upon thousands of would-be small business coaches and experts out here, but there is only one small biz lady. And so for me, I mean, for years, people knew me as Small Biz Lady and didn't know my name was Melinda Everson, which was really funny. Um, It literally wasn't until I started writing a column for the New York Times and the New York Times refused to call me Small Biz Lady. They would only refer to me as my name. And so that's how people started really knowing me. My name was like, no, we're not we're not using that. Like they would tag my pieces, follow her on Twitter as Small Biz Lady, but they would never refer to me that way in copy. And so that's how people really started knowing my name was Melinda Emerson. <laughs> but look, I didn't care as long as the checks cleared. I didn't care what they called me, you know, but for so me. In terms, so in terms, I want to say that God doesn't really waste anything, right? So your career, you went to Virginia Tech? Yes. Virginia okay. Tech. Okay. Tech okay. So you're a techie girl anyway, right? So that was no accident. So you like, <laughs> Go be a tech. And then you majored in journalism and then you were a producer. Yeah, I worked in TV news for six years. So I worked for the NBC station in Pittsburgh in my hometown. And I worked for the NBC and ABC stations in Philadelphia, which is where I live now. And I've been here now 25 years. Oh, my God. Okay, so you took all that that you learned and then you started your own company and won a whole lot of awards doing your corporate uh, training, a corporate video production company. Mm-hmm. And then one of the things that I remember you said that it's like, I was running this company, but I really wanted to learn more about the inside out of running a business. So the business doesn't run me, I run the business. Right. right? So that's where you really became like, I guess you would say like a student at really making sure to stop small, small business failure. So give us the, I guess you would say after that, your journalism skills, mm-hmm. you're writing, you're producing, you're doing TV. And then all of a sudden you get this book deal. When did the blog start? Because the blog is amazing. Oh, well, thank you. Thank you. We've been publishing that blog actually since uh, 2009. Wow. And so we published three times a week on that blog, every Monday, every Tuesday, and every Thursday. Um, and what I will say is that we started the blog six months after I went to Twitter. So when I first got to Twitter, all Kathy told me to do 
was every day um, share an article. And it obviously was an article written by somebody else and not me because I didn't have a blog back then. So I would share other people's content, um, you know, Inc. Magazine, Entrepreneur, other small business experts. Like I used to share a lot of stuff off of smallbiztrends.com. And then then, um, eventually she asked me to um, share something personal about myself every day. So back then my son was like one years old. So I would share something like, you know, had to act like an ape to get Jojo to eat a banana this morning, you know, something, something that would make people get to know me and to know that I was funny, like not just like this business drone, like always putting out business information, but really help people get to know me. And then she told me to answer somebody's small business question every day. Wow. That is what I did. Every day. I mean, literally, I would spend half my day looking for questions, like looking for people, like figuring out hashtags and go find people. And then eventually what we realized was that rather than me chasing around trying to find questions, that what if we could figure out a way for people with questions to find me? And that's what made us start Small Biz Chat. That is how I love it. Small Biz Chat. So about maybe like three months into being on Twitter, and and you gotta realize tweet chats were new. Like I probably was the sixth sixth person to start a tweet chat. Like like I was early to that. And and right now, some people don't even know how to do a tweet chat. Okay, that's just a whole nother thing. That (laughs) that's a whole nother. But but what I will say is that we started the tweet chat and that was great because it it, it it brought people to me like people knew I answered questions. And so then we started like in the early days, we would book a guest expert and they, you know, and in the early days, we didn't have a real process. So we got some boo-boos on there in the beginning, like people who really didn't know what they were doing, like they were pretending like they were experts. And then we get on there and ask them questions and they like couldn't answer and be like, so then what I started to do is then we got smarter and that's when we started asking people to submit questions and answers in paragraph form. And that way, if somebody submitted their stuff in writing, we knew right away if they didn't know what they were doing. And, and probably about five times in the history of Small Biz Chat, have I uninvited somebody to be a guest? Because I was like, oh, no, I'm not going to give you a platform to share this because you do not know what you're doing. I mean, I've always kept the standard of Small Biz Chat very high. Um, we never allow brands to come on and be interviewed. We would let them sponsor or give us a customer to interview, but I never let some product manager with a paycheck job come on my show. We just did not do it. Um, and so, how many people do you have following you on Twitter right now? It's roughly about oh gosh, probably between my two accounts, about three hundred fifty thousand on That's Twitter. Exactly. But but I also have you know a hundred thousand people following me on LinkedIn. So it so it's I have a big brand everywhere. And so if you add that to my blog reach, my email list. My my newsletter that has subscribers on LinkedIn and on, you know, just on our list. I mean, we reach three million entrepreneurs a week online. With our that's a plan. Yeah. I mean, but it took years. Like people always ask, well, how do you get 300,000 followers on Twitter? One follower at a time. I never use one of those. Twitter adder, like you know, those those like things you could like get fake followers. Yeah, I don't like fake followers on Instagram, Twitter, and I never I never did that. But I also think one of the things that I really benefited from for a whole 18 months, I never tried to sell anybody anything. All I did was be helpful. Yes. That's all I did. I answered people's questions. I shared other people's content. I cheered for other people. I interviewed other somebody else had a book coming out. Come on my podcast. Come on, come on, small business chat. I'm gonna help you promote it. So what happened was when my book, Become Your Own Boss in 12 months, finally came out, people were clamoring to help me mm-hmm. because I had helped so many people. And it's such a blessing because I have to be honest with you. My book came out for the first time in March of 2010. That book is still in print after 11 years in multiple languages around the world. We've sold over 100,000 copies of that book. And I'm so excited because over the pandemic, now what has been really interesting is a few years ago, Simon & Schuster bought Adams Media. So now I'm with 
like one of the big five, right? That So now I'm in the Simon and Schuster family and they looked through their catalog and found my book and called me in the middle of the pandemic and said, hey, small biz lady, um, would you update this book? Because we think the world's looking for you. Yes. And yes. I said, sure I will. You know, so, so that is what has been so exciting because this book still lives. And, and what I really want to point out to people is that the average nonfiction book, let alone nonfiction business book, only gets 4,000 copies and stays in print two years if you're lucky. Mm. So for me to be and an average book period, right. only about 200 copies a year. Right. So if you, you think about the fact that I have a book that is still is still in print in multiple languages. I mean, people send me emails from all over the world. I have to hit Google Translate to read what they're telling me <laughs> about the book, like how it's changed their life. I mean, I love to get those emails though. But my point is, is that this, if we hadn't spent the time building the brand before the book came out, mm. if I hadn't maintained the consistency of my blog, of Small Biz Chat, because let me tell you about Small Biz Chat. I hosted small biz chat every Wednesday night from 8 to 9 p.m. Eastern for 10 and a half years. That's consistency. That's what branding does. That is that is exactly I mean look that what the thing that you have to understand if you want to build a brand you have to be relentlessly consistent. Mm -hmm. People have to be able to set a watch to getting new content from you. They have to know when you're going to show up and they have to know how you're going to show up. Because if you read my blog, one of the things that we decided to do two years ago is I only do long form content. You read one of my blogs, it's 1,500 to 2,000 words. That's some people's books. Listen, and I do that on purpose. And I do that on purpose because I'm trying to write the last word on the subject. Because for me, my business works off of organic search traffic mm -hmm, mm -hmm. and people going in and writing my name. And so that doesn't happen if you don't have a reputation within Google and Google directing people to you. Now, one of the things that was really fortunate for me, how I built so many followers on Twitter was eventually Twitter started recommending me to people. So when you first sign up for Twitter and you click that you like business, well, I was one of the 30 accounts that Twitter would recommend to you. I love that. I want you to tell us a little bit more about the book and the revised book and some of the revised chapters when we come back in one second. We're going to talk about branding in a moment. And Pam Perry, veteran PR strategist, Emmy award-winning producer and publisher of Speakers Magazine. I know that you probably have a message that you want to reach the masses and you've been doing it for a long time. It's just, I just need that big break. Enter in the Brand Accelerator program where we bring to you 10 key experts that will give you access to their brain and to their resources so that you can accelerate. I know that in order to really grow my influence and my impact, I've got to get on media. I've got to be seen. So I've had other publicists that have worked with me in the past. But Pam doesn't just focus on where you are right now. She focuses on where you're going and what publicity, what media is in alignment with that. All right. So right now, applications are open. We start October. I do it two times a year. So the last one for this year is going on right now. And I love talking about branding and Melinda is really good at branding and some of the new chapters that she did for this book that she's redoing for Simon Schuster, formerly Adams is uh, the revised chapters are marketing. Who is your target customer selling online? Obviously we're doing that now more in a digital world, how to become a social media ninja, including TikTok, how to develop a sales process, your leadership matters 
and then 15 things you must never forget in business. And so I really, the, the, all, the book is good. The book is good. But mm-hmm. I want you to talk about the, the, the target market. Like that is like, who are you talking to? Sure. Who, who, who's, who's your audience? Right. Speakers and authors will say, everybody in this site. <laughs> That's like well, the thing that'll make my head like pop off and spin around. <laughs> Look, the thing that people have to understand about business as a small business is that every small business has the same two problems, limited time and limited resources, right? So if you are going to market your business, you need to pick a target that you can actually hit. And so it's really important to become a specialist. You've got to niche to get rich. You need a very specific customer that you are serving. And you got to know more than just basic demographic information about that person. You don't, yeah, you need to know their age, their education. Do they live in the suburbs? Do they live in the city? Yeah, you need to know that. But you need to know some most stuff about them. You need to know what are their aspirations? What do they care about? Right. So that you can really make sure that all of your marketing speaks to that need, speaks to that goal, speaks to their pain, to their heart. All of that. Yes, to their heart. And that you make a connection because how you make a sale is when you make an emotional connection with your target customer. And you can't do that off of surface information. You got to study your customer. You have to develop a buyer persona and really, really understand. Because here's the secret, guys. Specialists make more money. Specialists charge more. So think about it like this. If you just say, well, I'm a graphic design firm. Okay, that's nice. But what if you said you are a graphic design firm that specialized in educational materials? Well, that's a design firm that can get business all day long. Mm -hmm. Right. So you've got to think about what is your sauce? Like, what is your secret sauce? What is your value proposition? And then you've got to think about it like this. What is it that you're doing in your business that is not easily duplicatable by your competition? Mm, that's that's real. That's strategy. Like, what are you doing that can't nobody do but you? And let me tell you, when it comes to me, I'm the small biz lady. You want to sell to America's small business owners? You got to come see the small biz lady because I know these people. I know what their pain is. I know what their struggles are. I know how badly small business owners was hurt in this pandemic. And that was one of the reasons why I was so excited to update this book, because for years and years and years, people have always thought of me as sort of like a startup queen. Right. You know, I help people start businesses. But no, no, this version of this book, this is about helping people stay in business. This book is about your digital pivot. And marketing has gotten a lot more complicated. It used to be you had to have a website. You had to make sure all your links was working on your website. Honey, you got to know so much more than that now. You really have to know SEO. You have to know social media because social media has become the number one sales channel. But guess what? If your website sucks, you don't need to be out here talking to nobody about anything. Because the whole point of doing social media it's to drive that track track. back to your website. So oh my God. I just, you are speaking the language. That is what the Branding Accelerator cohort, we just talked about that yesterday. Me and my business partner, Vernita, we talked about SEO and their heads were like, I can't take it. It's like, yeah. still, no, but, it's, you have to know SEO. You got to know search intent. Yeah. Why? What are they on there really looking for? Yes. The, they're looking to solve a problem. They're right. looking to solve a problem. It's like, okay, right. so what are they typing in the search engines? Like, I want to know how to do a TikTok. I don't know how to do a TikTok. How do you do those words where they point? That's what I want to know. <laughs> <laughs> it's like somebody showed me. I was like, you know what? That's way too much. TikTok reminds me of the early days of Twitter. Like when he was like struggling to get a hundred followers. I, I mean, TikTok is rough. <laughs> it is. I was like, you know what? They really, are, this is, this is different. I mean, I could get any, I could do clubhouse. I could do any of them, but that, that pointed thing, I was like, you know, that's timing. 
that, that's that's finally, and you also have to get your information that succinctly. Like, what are your questions that you're even like saying? Nope. Nope. Oh my God. Yes. yes. <laughs> like, I thank God I have a social media team that helps me with some of that stuff. Cause I'd be like, I don't know. I know it is, but one of the things you embrace it, you embrace it, and you're not um you're not a millennial. I'll say that you're not a millennial, and you embrace it, and so that's what people feel like. Oh, I just can't get it. I'm just I'm just over this age. I'm a baby boomer. I'm a Gen X, or I can't. Yeah. Get it. You have to because it is the number one way of video is the future of marketing. And yeah. if you don't understand that, if you're not willing to embrace that, and that doesn't mean everybody got to be shaking it, you know, to sell something. That's not what it means. But you have to understand how to make it work for you and for your industry and your niche and your information. But the main thing is, is you got to have something to say. You yeah. have to have something of value to say. That's not something everybody else is already saying. You know, you know really. I tell people they're a thought leader. So leave with some thoughts. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> let's, let's leave with some thoughts. I said on your blog should not be generic. I said on, on your video should not be generic. You're a thought leader and you want to be a speaker and you want to be paid as such. So they don't want just like, okay, we got 12 speakers. They all sound alike. Which one are we going to pick? No, they want the one that's different. Right. And that's where, that's where the brand comes in. And, and what I like, about you is that the blog is like you have guest posts on it. You put long content on there. You have other interesting things. You have video on there as well. Uh, there's, I mean, it's just it's an experience. Okay, yeah. when when you when you um, want to go on millennialism.com, it's an experience. So what's next? So what? So what? What are we? What is our CTA right now? What are we? What are we trying to do right now? What? Well, what I'm uh, you want them to go to melindaemerson.com. Well, I would love for them to go to becomeyourownbossbook.com because that's where all of my pre-orders and the bonuses and all the cool stuff you can go check out. So I want you guys to head over to becomeyourownbossbook.com. And I want to put this out here for your audience, Pam. Listen, okay. if you guys buy three or more copies of the book. I, I got to make sure I got it in the frame, right? If you guys buy three or more copies of this book, I'm having a special VIP webinar with Mike Michalowicz, who wrote Profit First. Y'all know who Mike is. Becomeyourownbossbook.com. So we got to get an own in there. Becomeyourownbossbook.com. So if you guys buy three or more copies of the book, you can get an invite to this special webinar on September 23rd with me, Mike Michalowicz, and John Lawson. And John Lawson is the e-commerce man. You talk about somebody who done made eight figures selling on marketplaces. Okay. So look, I got the dream team together and it's free. All you got to do is buy three or more books, go back to become your own boss book, give us that receipt, and we go make sure you get the invite. So listen, you know you got some friends that have been telling you they wanted to start their business or maybe their business really struggled in the pandemic and they need to learn you know, how to sell online. They need to learn how to develop a sales process. I got that stuff. I wrote it for the existing entrepreneur that got thrashed in the pandemic that is trying to build an online brand. And let me tell you why selling online is so important. Yes. The statistics are telling us by 2040, 95% of all purchases will take place online. So if you don't Ooh. online, you ain't going to be in business. You're going to be left behind. Yeah. So, so I'm so excited about the launch of the book next week on Tuesday, September 14th. Listen, so you guys have until the 22nd to buy your copies and send and send us the link. I mean, a lot of people have bought copies of this book and give them away as gifts to people. And I appreciate that. But the other thing I want to tell you, too, is I also have Small Biz Lady University. And we have created online courses that coincide with what's in this book. So I have a 10-week course on how to become your own boss that's facilitated so that you have hands-on help to start your business. But if you just want to know how to sell and market online, I got a six-week course on demand for you for that. If you're trying to figure out email marketing, which is your ultimate follow-up system in your business, 
I got a course called the ultimate guide to email marketing. So I'm going to put all of that down. And then the coup de grace, I got a course on social media selling. And in that course, I break down how to buy ads on social and on Google. So if this is something that you think you really going to need some more help in, look, I've already broken it down. We already have it built. I spent all summer building these courses and we've been testing them and we've been getting amazing feedback. And I'm so excited because I want minority and women-owned businesses to win next time. We're not going to be the tail getting wagged. We we ain't going to be none of that. We're going to have plans. We're going to have we're going to bring great value to our customers. We're going to get repeat business because we're going to learn how to use email to keep keep that relationship warm and keep nurturing those relationships. You know, and it's really about having having something to say and knowing who you're talking to. Clarity. Clarity to target audience. You know, if you're going to write a letter, you want to know who you're addressing to and what you want to say to them in their language, right? So it's the same thing. We're writing website copy. We're writing emails. We're writing tweets. We're writing Instagram carols. We're, we're doing, t- you've got All to know what that is. All of it. So who are you talking to? So that is so, so key. And you were just coming straight out the gate. You knew exactly what your mission was to stop small business failure, who you were, small biz lady, and who you were talking to. And that's that's really key. And from there, it built it built the the Melinda Emerson brand. And and people are, are inviting you to speak. And so many speakers are like, I want to speak. I want to speak. And it wasn't like she was running all over town, speaking on stages and that sort of thing. She was doing the work consistently. She told me. And honestly, I don't do more than fifteen or twenty speaking gigs a year. And let me tell you why. It's because I try to make as much money from my living room as I possibly can. I am what you call a spare room tycoon. I am not trying to be on 6,100 flights a year traveling around to do your speaking again. I'm not doing that. If you see Melinda Emerson speak live, you better know that's special because mm-hmm. I don't do it. Well, part of that is because I'm a single parent and oh, I have a child who have a special needs child. And so I can't just be running all over the country. So I had to figure out how to sell my sauce a different way. And but so that, what, is- that was the main thing that people had to learn anyway, the last 18 months. Yeah. That was just like what you, like I said, God just kind of set you up for all of this. You know he what I'm did. saying? He did. He did. Up. And, <laughs> and even it's just like the point where we're, we're partnering together, you know, for your book launch and that sort of thing. That right there, I want people to really get the book because so many people are saying, you know what, since the pandemic, I want to be my own boss. I don't, I don't want to work for other people. And it's like, I, I help you with the PR, I help you build the brand, but you need to know, there's some other things you need to know about running a business besides like what your skill is. Right. So this book really tells them that. And it tells them in a way that is very, um, how do I say it? You've learned from the School of Hard Knocks as well as having, <laughs> as well as having an MBA. Okay. So it's both. Yes. The MBA and the Hard Knocks. So together, it's just like, I'm going to tell you the truth. Melinda going to tell you the truth. That's what I'm <laughs> no, And I think the reason why people responded so well to this book is because I'm not the hero at the end of every story in there. I tell the truth about a bunch of dumb yeah. stuff and yeah. about a bunch of expensive lessons that I got a chance to learn. And so I think people appreciated how candid I was about like, look here, let me tell you about that time my mentor called me and heard all over town. I'd be coming to meetings late. <laughs> and that got back to me and I was like, Okay, well, you got to tighten that up. That is not okay. <laughs> that is right. right. So that's the kind of stuff you learn, but most people don't share. I think people wait until they're real successful and then they want to write this 50,000 foot book from up here, like they forgot what it was like when they was hungry. No, no. I wrote the book while I was hungry, while we were building the ship, while the ship was sailing. We was I was writing on the side. <laughs> and you were writing the book from what you say, a palm pulp. Palm Pilot. I don't even palm remember. Three, a Palm Three cell phone. You remember that? It was a Palm Three. Terrible. And meanwhile, you know, I was pregnant. I had a high risk pregnancy. They thought my child had a heart condition. They had me up at the hospital three times a week getting tested done. Like literally, I could not work. And I had never. I was thirty two years old. Like I wasn't. I wasn't somebody that anybody thought was going to have a high risk pregnancy. But that's what happened to me. And my 
family's entire income. My ex-husband at that point had quit his full-time corporate job and was working in the business too. So when I went down and I was the number one rainmaker, that was a really, really scary, stressful time. Yeah. And then I got this baby, right? You know, so then I got baby this got baby. baby got to eat. Right. And so I literally had to figure out what I was going to do. And I literally started praying and asked God for guidance. And he gave me the vision and a dream three times to become America's number one small business expert. And he moved every mountain out of my way to make it happen. And, and just he sent me people when I didn't have money. He sent me people that would work for free when I didn't know what I was doing. He had a mentor, a client call and and give me a job and teach me how to do the job. You know, so it was just <laughs> So much stuff that went on and, and I feel so blessed. And that's part of the reason why I give away so much of my information for free, because a lot of people have been like, why do you give all that stuff? Why do you write all that stuff and give it away free? Because you don't understand my mission. Mm -hmm. See, my occupation also happens to be my calling, calling and my advocation. So if you understood that, you would know that my father has always prepared a place for me and me and my child has never begged bread. And when you go look at it, when you really look at it, I am the one of the highest paid small business influencers on the internet. And I have worked for every top brand you could think of over 150 over the last 10 years, mm -hmm. over $5 million in revenue. So what I will tell you is that if you're obedient to what he tells you to do, I mean, because what I want to tell you guys too, is it was two years working on Twitter, doing my tweet chats, doing my blog before anybody paid me a dime. So are you willing to chase your dream mm -hmm. for 22 to 24 months before the world finally sees you? Because that's what it took. When I first got out here as a small business, people were like, mm, that's cute. Uh-huh. Yeah. And then, and then they did, but they didn't know my grind. Yes. We didn't know how hard I could go into the paint. They didn't know. And I will tell you this. When I got my opportunity to write a column for the New York Times, you know what they told me? They had read my blog for one year before they ever one year. Phone and called me. What if you would have quit after six months? What if I had put junk up on my blog? <laughs> right. right. I mean, really, like they were like, we watched you. For a year. For a year. And I was the only black woman writing business for the New York Times. Think about that. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. I wrote that You're the Boss blog for two and a half years. And so I need people to understand that you never know who's watching. That's why you have to treat your blog like a business from day one. That's why all you people out here who think you want to write a book, let me tell you about writing books. Books are very expensive business cards. Oh yeah. I oh, didn't yeah. get my first check from this book probably for two years after it was out because the book publishing company going to figure out how to keep the money as much as they can. Yeah. And they pay royalties only twice a year, six months behind. So don't think that it's about this book. What you got to think about if you want to write a book is what it is you want that book to do for you. Yes. For yes. Me, before you do it, before yes, you write, it's hard to write a book. And you gotta pay people. somebody, you gotta pay somebody like Pam to help you promote you with the book. Oh, your publisher's gonna sell you paper and ink. That's it. And they you write, write the, you should write the marketing plan before you write the book. Oh, well, you if you have a big book proposal, you have to put the marketing plan in the book proposal. Yeah. And you don't need to talk to you. Because if you don't, if you don't know how to sell it, you're just journaling. No, know that they're not going to sell it for you. Know that. I mean, think about that. This is the third edition of this book. And I'm just now finally getting the respect and support that I should have got with probably with the second edition, at least. But again, I think sometimes you can show people louder than you can tell them. Here you go. You know, and so when they started looking at what my brand was and what my reach was, they was like, well, wait a minute, wait a minute. We we could get her to update this book. And, mm -hmm. You know, and so now my initial print run, Pam, 45,000 copies. Oh, my God. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. No, not even serious. Just so that you know, the typical print run of a book is roughly about five, maybe ten. 10 if it's really like they think, okay, let's see if she could do 10,000 copies within a year. 
but forty five thousand. That's it. Yeah. So yeah. that so so and you know what that means. Regular people don't know, but you know what that means. But you've got to think about this book has been out for eleven years before I got that kind of support. Become your own boss. That's it. And people can go and they can actually do the copies, do the three copies, get to the get to the event. Yes. And um and be on their way because it drops on the 14th. It drops on Tuesday. So please get your books before that because we want to make opening day a big day. But I'm just grateful to you, Pam. I'm so grateful for your support. You have you have been somebody who I knew about before I got on Twitter. I knew who Pam <laughs> was. And so you were one of the first people that I followed and you were always kind to me. Anytime I have ever called you, asked you a question, needed a contact, you have always been there to support me and just know how I feel about you and how much I appreciate you because you've been in the game a long time. You don't help the whole bunch of black authors and other people as well and people who want to be speakers and all this kind of stuff. And so I just want to tell you that I see you and I appreciate you because I want you to know that I have not built this thing by myself. I built it because other people supported me. Other people shared my content. Other people told people to come see me at the Black Enterprise Conference or wherever I have had the opportunity to speak. And I'm grateful that I've had so many opportunities, but I'm also grateful for, for the resurgence, right? I'm grateful for TikTok. TikTok making me do some new stuff. I'm you know, I'm like, I, as stressful as it is sometimes coming up with TikTok stuff, it's helping me reach a whole new generation of people who, who probably would have just walked right on by not knowing they needed me, right? So I think that what you have to do is be a lifelong learner. You have constantly reinvent yourself. People thought I was crazy when I enrolled in MBA school three years ago, but I knew I wanted the credential because mm -hmm. I wanted to be able to teach. And now I'm adjunct faculty at Babson. Now I'm adjunct faculty at Drexel University. Now Drexel University is partnering with me to teach my courses through their stuff and give them CEU accreditation. So again, these it's are crazy. things that sometimes you've got to get the credential though. Yeah. You know, and it's like and you and you might not think so, but there's still there's still a hierarchy out here mm -hmm. I'm talking about who gets to teach people. And so for me, it was hard, but it was something I always wanted to do. And I'm so grateful that I did it because the minute I got that paper, people started calling me. It was amazing. And I was like, look at this. Oh, OK, I wasn't less qualified of a business expert three years right. ago. <laughs> But it just made it. Babson is like one of the top business schools in Drexel as well. Exactly. So that just it just shows that the commitment, the uh, the authenticity, the strategy, the strategy, and the intentionality, and then also just really being in alignment, being alignment with your purpose, um, being in alignment with God, hearing from Him, having the right mentors. All of that comes together to make like this perfect. Uh, storm of like boom like it's just it's out there and people and so sometimes Melinda, what I see online is like the social media uh, great copy that says oh you could do write a book in 30 days a bestseller in 30 days such and such in 30 days and people don't want to do the work what I appreciate about you is that I know the work that you've done you've never tried to shortcut it Yes, it's been it's been hard, but it pays off. And anything that is worth something is going to take some work. Right. And so what I appreciate about you is that, yeah, you do write this long uh, copy on mm -hmm. your blog and it's a wonderful blog. She writes it. I mean, literally, it's 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 like her thing. That's what she does. It's not quick, easy, fast. What's the fastest way to do it? So yeah, Jarvis AI is not writing the copy on my blog. <laughs> That's that not what we're doing. Right. I actually write it. Uh, right. you know. And your journalism background paid off, you know, sure. from journalism background to an MBA that right there just shows the commitment to that. So I'm just, I just appreciate you. I want to make sure that everybody gets the book. I want to have you on today. I was tracking you down. I was like, where is she? Where is she? I've got to get to her, you know, cause I'm like, I am like your fan. I was like, okay, we're going to get Melinda on here. Listen, so. I appreciate you. You know, we have done 
a lot of interviews, but I don't ever get tired of signing my book or talking to people about it. So trust and believe if I had to be doing podcast interviews till 11 o'clock tonight, we would be doing it. <laughs> but, but no, but, but just grateful to everybody in NSA and BNSA, you know, and all the folks in NABJ who still support me. They still call me from oh NABJ to, I love them, to, to speak, to speak and, and support other journalists who need to make the transition and who might be scared. And I'm like, oh, I'm living proof that the that, that life can be much better uh, post, post TV news. Um, but the skills that I learned in that industry have helped me every day as the small biz lady, every single day. And, and, and so I think that there's something to be said for that. And, and so I'm just appreciative and grateful that God has let me continue to grow that, that, you know, I've had so many wonderful friends and examples. And, you know, we were very fortunate that Alfred Edmund gave a great jacket quote for the book. And Marcus Limonis from The Prophet gave yes. a quote for the book. Jean, Jean Chatsky uh, from HerMoney.com. I mean, John Gordon gave me a quote for my book. Mm-hmm. I mean, I think he's got 11 or 12 New York Times bestselling books. So I'm just appreciative. And my, and my dear friend in college class, make Mike McCallowitz, you know, I love him and I've known him for forever like before y'all knew about the he was my boy back in the day so, um, you know, just just so grateful to all the friends and, and other business experts that don't see me as competition but cheer for me, you yes. know, and so I, I just appreciative of that um, and I think that that's the thing people need, people need to feel appreciated because if you make your fans and your customers feel appreciated they will love on you and so yes. that's that's my, my that is it so Melinda Emerson thank you so much Melinda Emerson Melinda Emerson online google her you'll find like about 50 pages but make sure that you go and get the book by uh coming up by this week so make sure that you do that so thank you so much for joining us today I'm Pam Perry and I am out thank you guys thanks for listening You've been listening to the Get Out There and Get Known podcast brought to you by PamPerryPR.com, where you'll get insider tips on how to build your platform, pitch the media, and promote yourself with confidence. Head over to PamPerryPR.com and get the exclusive video training on the seven must-have marketing materials you need before you pitch. In order to be considered in media places or superstar stages, PamPerryPR.com, where you help you shine like a superstar.